What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your host for Blacksploit. My name is Keode Howard. Welcome, everybody. Listen, it's been a while. I, I know I, I, I've been gone, uh, and now I'm here to bring you back some, some Blacksploitation, some, just, some black film gems, black film gems, right? Um, I, I got to tell you, so before I get into the film, it, this was something that um, this was a film that my aunt actually recommended for me to do. She was she was like, "Listen, if you're gonna do any black exploit episode, you gotta do an episode on this movie." Now I didn't know why, um, but when she told me the movie, I was like, "Oh, okay. I absolutely I I have to do it. I have to do it because I, first of all, I never seen the film, and I heard nothing but good things about the film." So now, uh, what we're bringing to you tonight, what I'm going to talk about tonight, the film is Three the Hard Way. Three the Hard Way. Man, um, I, I, I watched this film, uh, I watched this film two days ago. Two days ago. It's an hour, it's about an hour and 37 minutes roughly. And I got to tell you, it, it, blew, it blew me away. It was fantastic. Now, Listen, is it 1970s, um, you know, there's, there's some production issues, you know, the acting's not the greatest, uh, but listen, the, 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 the story and the plot, well, the, the plot, the, the action scenes were actually really solid as well. I got to tell you, the action scenes were fantastic. Um, so this movie uh, was 1974, 1974. And uh, the film itself, uh, for its time, didn't make a whole lot of money, but it was very popular in, in, in urban areas, urban theaters. Um, so the film's, uh, the film's director, uh, none other than Gordon Parks Jr. Gordon Parks Jr., the director of this film, outstanding. Uh, you may know him from other films such as Superfly. Superfly back in 1972. 1972. Uh, also another amazing film. Film that, again, st still stands to the test. Of, I mean, you can watch it today and still be really entertained by what you see. Um, so, yeah, Gordon Parks Jr., he died really early. He, um, he also he lost his life. I believe at the age of 44 in a plane crash. He is the, the son of uh, Gordon Park Sr., a uh, really well-known African-American director uh, in his time. So let me get to this movie. So let me, there's a lot to unpack in this film. So I want you guys to stay with me as I go through this. I, I have to break it down for you. So uh, the, the, the movie itself, um, was, in my opinion, um, action-packed, solid stories, uh, a solid story that is scary to think about today. When you think about the story uh, and you watch this film, you're, you're saying to yourself, oh my God, this is, this is what we're seeing today. Like, they were way ahead uh, of their time to, to show this type of film. Uh, and back in the 70s, these films, these black exploitation films, some people have issues with them with being, uh, they, they, they show African-Americans in a, 
in a negative light. They make fun of African Americans. They they don't they glorify everything that's wrong with the black community. I see it a little different. I see, and when I do black exploit, I celebrate these films. I celebrate the fact that we had a voice to be uh, on on in front of cameras. Right now, some of the films, yes, did it glorify some things that are not the greatest? Yes, but in some reality, in some sense, that was their reality, and that was the reality of a lot of people during these times. Uh, and in this case. We have uh, three solid actors for this time, um, really knocking out the roles that they, that they played perfectly. Um, so the characters I want to get into, um, I want to get into the characters. The, the first one, uh, we had Jim Brown uh, playing Jimmy Late. We have uh, Fred Williamson playing Jagger Daniels. And we had Jim Kelly playing Mr. Keys. Jim Kelly, martial arts expert, uh, playing uh, Mr. Keys. And these, the, the antagonist, uh, your, your, I'm sorry, your protagonist, Jim Brown, Jim Kelly, Fred Williamson, uh, these were all friends. They were all friends in the film. And uh, this one event brings them all together to essentially fight the man. They're essentially fighting the man, right? So these three people, and Jim Brown at this time um, got into acting. He had finished his football career. Uh, Fred Williamson was a, a known actor, and Jim Kelly, everyone knew from the martial arts films as well. So these were really established guys playing these roles of these really strong alphas that, that tag-teamed and essentially beat, they essentially killed everybody in the film. Like that's that, it was three against a thousand plus, maybe even more, three against a thousand plus in this film and they beat them all. Nothing got in their way. Jim Brown's woman gets taken in the, in, in the process of what I'm about to explain as the plot and that's all he needed to, to give him motivation to go after the people uh, that did this. Now, the people that did this, you, you have your antagonist, you have uh, the actor Jay Robinson playing Monroe Feather, uh, the head of the white supremacist group that is plotting to basically, uh, basically eradicate the black population. Basically his job or his, his, his mission, along with uh, his, chief, his chief doctor, Dr. Fortero, uh, which is his head scientist uh, for the, and this is the guy who creates this serum uh, that is going to destroy and kill the black race. That is, that is the plan. The plan is to destroy and kill the black race. And Dr. Fortero uh, kind of, he, he likens the serum to the sickle cell anemia disease that only African Americans, um, only African Americans have or get. Um, he's, and what, what that means is the serum only attacks the black race. It doesn't attack any other race. Where just like the sickle cell anemia, only attacks African Americans. So really interesting right there, right off the bat, you have just, just white supremacist group who is tired of his, 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 his country being taken over by brown people and now he wants something to do about it and he's found a doctor to do something about it with him and now they create this serum 
that is a basic that's basically going to kill and wipe out the black population. Now, I got to I got to show you this. This is a clip from the film that I want to throw to three the hard way and you take a look at yourself. Awesome film. It's going to kill us all. You got to stop. Action explodes all over the place when the big three join forces to save their race. Brown. Williamson. Kelly. Three the Rated R. Woo! Three the heart. Listen, I got to tell you, if you have not seen this film, I suggest you go out, rent it, or try to find it. I don't even know where you, maybe your local library might have it. But this is definitely a film to be watched, especially if you're into film that has, that has or speaks to certain messages in today's culture or just in culture in general. What, what was the issue that was going back in the 70s, uh, that was happening in the 70s to make this type of film? And one of the issues were uh, you had groups, extremists, who uh, wanted to see African-Americans be no more, die, get destroyed, and whatever. Um, and for this film in 1974 to come out, and what's really interesting, uh, the three cities that Dr. Uh, Fortero and Monroe Feather planned to inject the serum in the water supply, by the way, they were injecting the serum in the water supply. Does that ring a bell to anybody? So the three cities was D.C., Detroit, and Los Angeles. Three cities. Now, those three cities in the 70s are uh, highly populated by African Americans, which, there you go, right? You attack those three cities, you essentially, in their minds, uh, wipe out the black race. That we were, we were subjected to three cities in the entire country that this doctor felt and this, this white supremacist felt were the cities that he was going to hit and wipe, up, wipe, wipe us all out. Three cities. Now, these three men get together. Uh, they fight this group. Uh, and the, the motivation behind is A, uh, Jimmy Late's uh, woman gets taken away from him. He, she gets kidnapped by this group. Um, and the reason and how she gets kidnapped is simple. They, they have a friend, a mutual friend named House. House was kidnapped uh, himself, and, and, they, and this white supremacist group was going to use him as an experiment to test the serum. House escapes, finds Jimmy Late, played by Jim Brown somehow. I don't know how he found him. But, he, but he, listen, it's the 70s. Not all the story makes sense. But he finds him and explains to him what's happening. And when Jimmy Late, who's also this music, big-time music producer, he has to go and do some work. His woman stays with House. Uh, the supremacist group finds House in the hospital. They kill House. Spoil alert. Don't watch it. If, listen, if you plan on watching it, I'm just I'm giving some away already. Uh, but they, they, they do away with House, and they kidnap Jimmy Late's, um, Jimmy Late's uh, woman, his wife, in the process. So now Jimmy has motivation. He has to find his woman and also find out what's going on and stop this group before this happens. So he gets the help 
of his boy Fred Williamson, played by Jagger Daniels. He also gets help from Jim Kelly, play, um, playing Mr. Keys in this film, martial arts ex expert. Doesn't use a gun in the entire film up until the last scene, which is also supposed to show that he only needed his hands to combat these guys. He didn't need anything else, and he proved that. He, he basically, they basically beat every. it was like three on, on, on everybody, and they win. They went out and they stopped this. Now, I want to give just a little history behind this, a little bit, right? The water crisis in Flint, Michigan today, uh, which was killed, and it's still happening, which is killing and has killed um, and has um, massively made people sick all throughout the city. Uh, in Flint, Michigan, here's some numbers. 57% uh, of the people in Flint, Michigan, in Michigan, like I mentioned, D.C. was one of the cities, 57% are African-American that live in that city. 37% are white. Uh, so it shows you right there. It's crazy, right, that this movie, 1974, The Water, which was what this group was planning to poison to kill African-Americans, we jumped to 2000. I believe 16, 17, well, I believe, well, still here in 2019, but 16, 17, 18, 19, still years after uh, knowing about the Flint, Michigan water crisis, we still deal, are still dealing with lead, poison in the water, harming brown people. Mind blown. So when I watched this film, I was like, wow, this is... This is something that we need to talk about. This is something, this is a movie that needs to be seen. Just like the, the Spook Who Sat By The Door, a film I, I did uh, a few months back. Same thing, right? Training African-Americans to rise up and be better than what they are to battle the, the obstacles that lay front, in front of us. Either education, uh, if it comes to the employment, the workforce, you saw that in that film. So it's really interesting that, yes, black exploitation films do glorify in ways negative things about the African-American culture. But what we fail to realize is that a lot of those things was part of our culture in a positive way, in a positive, our, our swag, right? The way we talk to each other, the way we dress, how we danced in film. You get a lot of that from the music in this film. So the music. Uh, was done by the group The Impressions. The Impressions uh, was a group that um, back in the 70s was really pretty well known. They're, they're the, I guess they're the biggest star um, of the group was Curtis Mayfield. Uh, his voice very known uh, in music, in soul music, in, 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 in funk and in the 70s when his music was really, really shaping uh, our culture. It was, he was telling stories of what was really happening out in the streets. Um, I want you guys to, and, and listen, and also the soundtrack was really solid on this, really solid, great music, great songs, uh, just added to the action of this film. And I just want you guys to watch, listen to the soundtrack uh, from Three the Hard Way by The Impressions.
Now that song is one of the main, well, that's their main theme of the film, Three the Hard Way, uh, performed by the Impressions, who are also featured in the film without Curtis Mayfield, by the way. He, he, Curtis Mayfield is not in the film, but the group is. And that group is the group that Jimmy Late, played by Jim Brown, is actually producing in studio uh, before he finds out that um, his his woman, uh, played by played by Sheila Frazier, Sheila Frazier, uh, is kidnapped by this white supremacist group. So, in all, guys, in all, um, again, I come on these shows not to bash into these films because I think these films paved the way for a lot of the stuff we see. Um, these films ha gave has given actors of color a voice. Uh, has given them careers, has given them cult status in a lot of in a lot of ways, and that we should be celebrating these films and not forgetting them, right? We should never forget these films, especially these black-made films. Should never forget them. Now, a lot of these black exploitation films were also directed by white directors, written by white people, um, and and but but all in all. We look at the positive here, and the positive is that it gave people voices. It gave, uh, it gave Pam Greer a voice. It gave a Jim Brown, a Jim, a Jim, uh, Jim Kelly, a voice, a Richard Roundtree, uh, a voice. Right? It gave them voices. It gave groups like the Impressions um, an outlet for their music to be seen and heard. Not, not music not to be seen, but their music heard on the big screen as a soundtrack, uh, giving people hope that, yes, yes, I live in the hood or I'm from the hood, but I can make it out and be better or be an artist and, and, and be seen, which was key here, being seen. So guys, that's my episode of Blacksploit, brought to you three the hard way, 1974, directed by Gordon Parks Jr., also the director of Superfly in 1972. This film starring Jim Brown, Jim Kelly, Fred Williamson, all dashing guys in this, by the way. They're all at their prime in this. Um, good looking dudes. They, they got the suits on, beating up white supremacists, stopping our water from being poisoned, and keeping the black culture alive. I'm Kyote Howard. And this is another episode of Black Exploit. Until next time, later.